Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today, if you're listening in real time, is Thursday, and we are walking through Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. We're almost done, y'all. Tomorrow we'll be done verse 6. It's in the middle of a sentence, so it's a little bit awkward, but we are making our way. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 in the Amplified Bible says, Who, meaning Jesus, who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, as one with him possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it. Amen. Today we're focusing on the part of the verse that says equality with God. We talked about the rest of the, 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 rest of the parts of the verse throughout this week. Monday we talked about although he existed. Tuesday we talked about in the form and unchanging essence of God. Yesterday we talked about how Jesus did not regard. And today we're talking about equality with God. (sighs) This idea to me of equality with God is just wild. (laughs) I don't know why it's so wild to me, but it's wild. I guess it's because we have no example here on earth. Um, And when Jesus was in flesh and blood, that was the closest example that we could get. I mean, I think about how he walked on water. Like, who does that? (laughs) Just Jesus. But because he really had equality with God, because he had all the power that God had, he was able to do things that if God were made in human form, he'd be able to do. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that Jesus, (sighs) that he was here in the flesh. And even though he had equality with God, he didn't use that as a reason to not be gentle and kind and humble. So often when people have incredible power, what's that expression? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I love that expression because I see it all the time. I see it um, in so many levels of the educational system, like teachers who feel like they have absolute power in their classroom often often corrupt absolutely (laughs) they just collapse um because they're not willing to build relationship with their children in their classroom they're more trying to be um like tyrannical and that never works and so when i think about how absolute power corrupts absolutely i think about how the only true example of absolute power in existence is god god has absolute power And everybody else, no matter how powerful they are, they're just a person. And they're subject to all of the laws of physics and nature and everything else I'm forgetting because this isn't my field of expertise. (laughs) But God is not. God is not subject to all those laws. He is outside those laws. He created those laws. And so I get excited when I think about how Jesus has equality with God. And even in human form, he had equality with God just wrapped up in in the limitations of of humanity and the human form. So let's pause and reflect. What do you think about when you think about the absolute level of power that God has? How does that show up in your life? How do your feelings about God show up in your life? And we'll be right back. When I think about when I think about the attributes of God and how they show up in my life, um, 
I know that I know this intellectually, <laughs> like who God is and all that he's able to do, but he still blows my mind. He still baffles me with like the way he manifests himself in my life by showing me he knows me better than I know myself. So there'll be situations that I create for myself or situations that I'm trying to create for myself that aren't bad. Um, but God, because he sees the bigger picture, will orchestrate things in a way that initially I don't understand. But then when I take a step back and I look at my small version of the bigger picture, I say, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. So the best example I can give for that is little kids. Little kids think they know everything, right? <laughs> they can be so obnoxious with their condescension, even though they're completely out of line. But they, they really, in their moments, they think they're, they know what they're talking about. And... They think that they understand things more clearly than we as grown-ups do, and they are quick, especially adolescents, to let us know how much smarter they are than we are and how much more um, aware of things they are than we are. And it's funny to me because I deal with this constantly at the middle school level, but then I see it reflected in my own life as a grown-up but with God. And so... If you've been listening to these podcasts for some time, I'm sure you've heard me refer to myself as like my inner toddler, my inner teenager when, I, when I'm when i in conversations with God. But I think about how there are things that we want a certain way. And I have a friend, she wanted a specific car. She went to go buy this one specific car. She had her heart set on the specific car and God directed her to a different car. And at first she was upset about it. She wanted this, the other car. And God was like, nope, this is the car I'm giving you. So this is the car you're getting. And as she worked through it and she operated in faith and she did she, in a spirit of obedience, she realized later that the car that God was giving her was so much better than the car she wanted. Even though she had researched, even though she knew all about them both, what she realized was God was really blessing her with smaller car payments and smaller repair bills when things broke and better gas mileage. And so even though she really had her heart set on one car, the one that God gave her was absolutely a bigger blessing to her. And we laughed about it when we had the conversation because so often we think that we know what's best for ourselves and then God orchestrates things in a way that we would never have imagined and we reflect on them and realize, oh yeah, that's so much better. <laughs> so when I think about Jesus having equality with God and being willing to let all that go and come down here in human form, I think about we can't truly comprehend the total magnitude of who God is and all that he's able to do. But yet, Jesus had that even in human form. And he had the understanding of who God is and was and will always be in a way that we never could comprehend it. And yet, here he was walking around in the limitations of skin and bones because of his great love for us. So when you are going through trials and tribulations, when I go through trials and tribulations, I pray that as we live our holiest, happiest lives, we will continuously return to these verses and be encouraged that he knows what we're going through and that he has gone through it all and that through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit, we have power within us to push through whatever we experience. Let's pray. 
Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you have equality with God. And that even in the midst of equality with God, you didn't take that as more important than your obedience to come down here in flesh and blood. Thank you for your willingness to serve and be our Lord and be our Savior. Thank you, Jesus, that as we live our holiest, happiness lives, we can do so with great joy. We can do so with great hope because of who you are and because of who, what you did and because of what is yet to come. Have your way. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe. And you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest, hot, mess life. God bless.